This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name's John, sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how's it going, man? Hey, John. I'm doing pretty good today, man. I, I'm pretty pumped up. Uh, I started a new strength training program yes. this week. You're so. telling me about it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah, awesome. Yeah, man. So I'm excited to do that, and I'm excited to be here and uh, get another podcast out to, For to the world. For sure. I am excited as well. I'm always excited myself to start new workout programs and stuff, so heck yes. I look forward to hearing about your progress on that. Um, I'll apologize right off the bat, guys. I'm covering for a, another coach here um, in our group fitness classes, so I've screamed extra this week, and my voice is not doing the greatest, but I'm okay. I just uh, a little scratchy voice today, but we'll get through. We'll power through regardless. So, all right, guys, today, or maybe I should say all right, gals, because today we are going to talk about three things that I've noticed while training female professional wrestlers in the gym, in their workouts, okay? I've noticed some some things that I think need to be mentioned, need to be brought about, or at least need to be brought attention to for the women out there training. I know we've got some women listeners as well, women in the Facebook group, so let's talk about it. So first off, there are no man exercises. There are no women exercises. Another thing I still have to like defeat the stigma of is when people are like, those are girl push-ups. I can't stand that phrase. I hate that. There are no man exercises. There are no women exercises. But that doesn't mean women should train exactly like men all the time. Although women gain relative strength and muscle at virtually the same rate as men, there are some key differences in how women should train to get the best results from all that. So, guys, before we really dive into this today please head on over to YouTube. All you got to do is find How to Become a Pro Wrestler. You can subscribe. You can click the bell, which sends the videos directly to your account every single time we post something new. We got some cool stuff on there. Check it out. Find us, How to Become a Pro Wrestler, on YouTube. All right, guys. So we're going to jump right into it. I got three points for you today. Here's point number one. So I have found that women benefit, benefit from more volume, aka, and really what I want you to take away from this is you can add a set, and I'm going to dive into that a little bit. So for the most part, and I mean, as a personal trainer, I train women mostly, like, you know, and and I'm sure your experience with that is similar, like we train lots of women, and I've also trained some female professional wrestlers, including my wife, okay, so, um, and I work out with her every day, she's not a wrestler anymore, but I work out with her every single day of the week, so I can still kind of draw some comparisons here, Um, because she trains, we train, you know, like athletes, we don't necessarily train like pro wrestlers anymore, but we train more towards an athletic stance than say like, I don't know, a bodybuilding stance or whatnot, so we are still training in ways that I would tell pro wrestlers would benefit them. So women, from my experience, can generally do more reps at a given intensity than men. So, you know, it's reasonable to say that women should generally perform more reps per set than men. However, this, what this really leads to, this is where I want to be really careful with this, okay? Um, This can lead to women using way too light weights and doing like endless reps, Mm -hmm. right? I find that in a, in a lot of instances where women are like, okay, I, I ask them to do, you know, whatever it is, four sets of 10, and they do 10, and I can just see, like, you could have done 
22 reps right, yeah. if I wanted you to. And that's not the goal, y'all. The weight you use on each set is determined by the number of reps you're doing. So both women and men should choose a load that leaves them unable to perform any more than indicated on the workout program, you know, but without cheating by, like, using momentum and stuff. Yeah. So, like, if I ask you to do four sets of 10, I really want reps 8, 9, and 10 to be pretty tough. Like, I mean, maybe not impossible. And, you know, if you get a good coach, he might help you with, like, you know, the RPE 7 or whatever you want to say, you know, right. whatever it is. But, like, I want reps 7 and 8, 9, and 10 to feel like this. I, or maybe he'll tell you, like, I want you to do 10, but if I needed you to, you could have done 11. But no more. Right. Like, no more. If you do, if you can do 15, then you need to go up and wait. So, um, I just – Always judge the weight by how many reps you have to do. But um, since women have greater muscle endurance than men while using light to medium loads, they can benefit from doing an additional set. So like if a generic workout program, I'm just going to be basic here. Like if you're out there doing three sets of eight to 12 reps, women, I don't want you, when I say that you can do more volume, I don't mean that I want you to do three sets of 20 reps. I mean, I want you to do instead of three sets of eight to 12 Let's do four sets of eight to 12. Add another set in there, use that same weight or increase it if you can. And generally, I've found most women get better results from adding that fourth set, fifth set, whatever it might be. Not countless reps with light weight. That's not gonna get you really anywhere. The whole like, I wanna tone or whatever. We're talking to pro wrestlers though. You guys wanna be athletes. You wanna be strong, you wanna be confident, look great in your gear and be strong and perform like an athlete. Be sure that you're not scared of the weights that you use in the gym. Yeah. All right. That was point number one, benefiting from more volume. And really what I want you to take away from that is adding not more reps, but more sets, resting in between. All right. Point number two today, women can train upper body more than men. And I wanted to hit you right there like that with that phrase, that sentence, because number one, the thing that I find is women don't train upper body enough in general. Yeah. So I'm telling you, not only should you train upper body more, you can do it more than men, meaning like you could do an additional upper body push or pull day than the men are doing during your week. So we've already, I already mentioned this already, but women, you know, not only recover faster than men after each set, but they also recover faster after workouts. This is something that I've found with my wife, like sometimes so much that it's frustrating. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, She's working out beside me. She's using the right weights because I make sure that she does. Like, right. I make sure she uses the right weights. I push her harder and harder and harder. And she's still, I mean, today I'm sore from the workout I did two days ago, and she's ready to rock some more. So, like, it's, it's a frustrating thing, but in a good way. Like, I'm glad, and this is something that you women need to take advantage of. The difference in upper body recovery and performance between sexes may be because men generally have 10 times more circulating testosterone than women, okay? So upper body muscles may have more androgen receptors than lower body muscles. So it's possible that this hormonal difference might permit greater development of upper body muscles in men compared to women. I am going to share a link to the article that I got all this stuff from because I want you guys to be able to read it and understand where I got it. I got it from a website called T Nation that I'm a huge fan of. They do awesome articles on all facets of fitness and nutrition and everything. It's a really great place to check out if you need it. I'm gonna share that so you can actually look deep into the specific studies that they did because they took a core a test group of people they tested them upper body they tested them lower body and what they found was that when it came to lower body stuff when it came to squatting and um uh, things like that 
everybody was really the same, men and women, across the board, same soreness, recovery time, mm -hmm. similar. When it came to upper body, the women recovered so much faster than the men. So that's what I'm really wanting you to take away from this. You, the women are out there recovering faster. So like, but all that stuff aside, what does this mean in uh, practical terms, okay? Women can hit their upper body lifts more often throughout the week than men. So if a woman wants to increase her numbers on a certain upper body lift, she can hit that lift three times per week where men are, should probably stick to twice a week. Like if I'm gonna do chest yeah. twice a week, Women, you could probably hit it three times a week. And, you know, you're not doing the same thing every time. You're mixing up your exercises. So one, one day is a full bench press. One day is maybe a floor press or something. One day is a, a, a shoulder press or something. Like, that's fine. But, you know, for the most part, women, I, I, I really wanted to hit you with this because, like, I, I find so many women fear upper body movements. And for pro wrestlers especially, you can't be that way. Yeah. You cannot. You've got to be strong. You've got to be confident in your gear. All that stuff really, really matters. So... Do not skip your upper body day. Um, you know, I mean, if you're if you're trying to increase the size of a certain upper body muscles, like if you're trying to fill out your your pro wrestling gear, I mean, you want bigger shoulders? Hit them hard three times a week. Switch up the exercises, but uh, you can absolutely hit them three days, three different days a week. And I'd love to help you figure out, you know, the plan behind that. You can hit us up in the group and mm -hmm. stuff, but. Um, you know, we've also created our program strong style that's out there that has actually some instances where this happens. And now we created that for everyone, but it has some instances where it basically gets you to do things like that, hit a certain body part three different times or whatnot during the three workouts per week. So yeah. check out strong style, by the way, how to come a pro wrestler.com. You can check that out right now. All right, y'all. So the last point I want to hit today, something that is really intriguing to me that I've found across many, many of my female clients um, pro wrestlers alike, um, women can really benefit greatly from extra hamstring, hamstring training. Okay. Yeah. So I find that ladies love to hit lower body. They do. And it's lots of glutes. It's lots of quads and the hamstrings kind of fall behind. And I mean, if you're going to be an athlete, a professional wrestler, Hamstrings are one of the most important parts of your entire body in terms of creating an explosive movement pattern and being able to to do the things that we see pro wrestlers do that make them amazing to us, you know, move laterally and all that stuff. So women, you know, females need to emphasize hamstring oriented exercises. You know, we got be that like a leaning lunge or RDL. And um, the reason is, like I said, most women that I find are quad dominant. They tend to have weaker hamstrings, making them more prone to knee injury. That is something I see so often. So I'm a, I'm a pain-free guy. I'm a guy that works with lots of injured, injured people. And women with knee issues, oh my goodness, it is one of the primary things that I have to work yeah. on every single week. So just it could be as simple as getting the back of your knee as strong as the front of your leg, okay? So do not skip your hamstring moves. And this doesn't just mean going crazy on your RDLs or like the 45 degree hip extensions or the back extension machine, whatever you want to call it. Um, and other exercises that hit your glutes, you know, and hams in their LinkedIn position. Cause that's what RDLs and the hip extensions do. They, yeah. they hit glutes almost just as much as they do your hamstrings. And I love those movements. They need to be done, but you need to incorporate some knee flexion exercises, just like straight up Machine leg curls, um, stability ball leg curls, whatever. Put some plates on the ground. Do some uh, hamstring sliders if you can get that done or whatever you need to do to put on the ground. Um, 
you know, doing things like that um, up to two to three times per week. Add those into your lower body days. Get lots of reps on your hamstrings every single time. Some days you're adding weight. Some days you're doing it more body weight. Um, and I mean, you need more than one exercise to create complete development for your hamstrings. So yes, do your RDLs. Yes, do your hip extensions, um, deadlifting even to, to that point. But like also add in your isolated movements like the hamstring machine. If you don't have access to a machine, you can hook up a band and you can lay flat on a bench or on the floor. You can get a big stretch on your hamstrings doing that. Louis Simmons with Westside Barbell was adamant about all of his athletes doing upwards of, of you know, 300 banded yeah. hamstring curls you know, uh, every other day, mm -hmm. just pumping blood like crazy into the hamstrings and keeping the knees healthy and everything. And I highly recommend that. You can get that. Um, we do those here because the place where I work out typically uh, uh, does not have machines. So like doing seated on the end of a bench, hamstring curls, um, high, high reps, like get it done however you can do it. But you need some actual isolated hamstring movement, not just the stuff that involves your glutes and low back and stuff as well. Yeah, so. I think a good gauge for that. So, like, for the upper body, we uh -huh. usually say, like, if you're going to do a push, yes. like a bench press, yep. and say you do 10 reps of that, you want to make sure you do a pull right. for more, right. which would be, like, 20 reps, let's yep. say. So, basically, here with your quads, ladies, yeah. if, you, if you're doing, if you count your reps and say you do, uh, you know, 40 reps total right. for a quad movement, like your squats or right. leg extensions, then you need to do at least 40 reps on the Absolutely. hamstrings just to make sure you're training them equally. Absolutely. Now that, that two to one ratio is, is really beneficial and it gets talked about a lot, like you just said, with upper body. But lower body, man, you can't go wrong, especially as an athlete with powerful legs, yes, but powerful hamstrings. They, they're way more important than people give them credit for. The hamstrings stabilizing everything on the backside of your body. They're responsible for a lot of your athletic performance. So. Do not neglect those things. And if you can find a way to incorporate that, that two to one ratio, if you're doing, I mean, I like to even like, besides for reps, like just say you're doing three sets of squats. Let's, let's do, or you could count up the whole week. Let's say throughout the entire week, I got two leg days or whatever. And I just go through my program and I count out what I'm doing. And it looks like I'm going to do you know, 12 different sets all together of quad movement. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure that we have got 12 or more, or maybe the reps are higher of right. hamstring movement. So yeah. keep that in mind. Make some balance in these things, y'all. You got to have balance. You can get a lot of injury prone people if all you're doing is pushing or all you're doing is pulling. Mm -hmm. You have to have balance on equal sides of your upper and lower body. Yeah, and um, also when you're training the hamstrings a little bit more, it usually helps with back pain. So if you're dealing with any yes. back pain in there, it'll definitely help with that. Right. Um, one of the things I found, and I wasn't training wrestlers at this point, but mm -hmm. I would say 90% of the people that I was training mm -hmm. were female, right? right? So, But what would happen is, is you're right, we do it. The glutes would get trained. Like yes. Before they got to me, the glutes would get trained, the quads would get trained. Right. And then um, a lot of them were uh, like had backgrounds in like gymnastics or something yeah yeah so what we would get is we'd have these really strong glutes and yes. these strong quads and then we'd have the spine that would kind of curve yeah, yeah. back mm -hmm. and a lot of times they'd end up with back pain yep. because of that so um anyway working those hamstrings would help alleviate that so when if you're you know if you're aiming to be a pro wrestler you need to be able to do the gymnastics moves we've covered sure. that so this will dramatically help with uh that too if you have any back pain or possibly any kind of that low curve yes. uh, in the back.
And so, so often um, women athletes are telling me that, oh, yeah, my, my hamstrings are always tight. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, tight, tight's just a sensation. So we have to look into, like, why are they tight? And it turns out they're just never training them. They're never pushing blood through their hamstrings. They're never um, getting them to a stretch position. So, like, once you just – it's not – and all that – they want to do when they tell me that they say all oh, my hamstrings are tight and I ask them well what do you do for that it's just endless stretching 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 yeah. stretching, stretching just touch my toes I hold that position and I'm like I, I want everyone to understand this like if you have to do something if you keep telling yourself like oh I have to do these stretches or my hamstrings are tight and you're doing them every single day those stretches probably aren't doing what you think they're doing mm-hmm. so you should be able to add strength in a lengthened position, which would be like the bottom of a hamstring curl or something, adding strength throughout a range of motion is going to add that flexibility that you want and it's going to take away that tightness. Yeah. So train your hamstrings, ladies. Do that for sure. So I have a question. So this goes with the the strength training. So, Uh you know, we're we're mentioning that the ladies need to emphasize this a little bit more and it'll be beneficial to them in the weight room. But just I'm just curious, Mm -hmm. have you noticed any difference in the way um, this affects them in the ring, like when they're doing like in the ring uh, moves? I think this is one of those those like I kind of mentioned it at the beginning, but like I have lots of wrestlers. There's this phrase, and we've said it on this podcast before, and it's it's basically can be boiled down to just saying like body control. I want body control. I want to be able to. It's like sometimes you see a wrestler and you know what I'm talking about. You just see a wrestler that moves so fluidly. It's like they're aware of where their limbs are at all times and whatnot. That comes from years of training and practice and stuff. And you can watch someone moving in the ring, and if you're watching someone move and they're 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 tripping over their own feet at times or it just doesn't look fluid. Um, it looks like they can't get up and down off the canvas fast enough like yeah. for things like that. Typically is coming from people that have too weak of hamstrings because they, they're so powerful, the hamstring is. It connects so much of your lower body to your upper body that it really can't be overtrained in a way, as long as you're doing it intelligently. You, you can't have too strong a hamstrings, right? So like, yes, if you're watching a match, and I've seen it, absolutely, and I think probably some of the people listening can tell, can attest to it, but, like, you watch a, um, you know, anyone, not just women, but, like, you watch wrestlers moving in the ring, you can go, wow, they would benefit a lot from some hamstring training. And it's usually just in footwork. Like, yeah. you can see it in footwork and the their ability to move from either the canvas to standing or from side to side, like, in the ring, like, actually moving between the ropes and whatnot. Yeah. But, yeah. Like that's the, the, the athletic performance in general is where it's going to suffer the most. That's where you're going to see it the most, absolutely. But the, the whole issue with like a lot of wrestlers that come to me with back pain, because it's a common thing with pro wrestlers that get it, we fall on our back a lot. But a lot of times the back pain is just resulting from having weak hamstrings or, or a weakness somewhere in the body, weak hip flexors, things like that. Yeah. But... Well, I, I know you touched on the upper body, but that yep. is definitely something that you notice. And, and I would always gear it towards that women always feel stronger in the legs, like you mentioned. Yes. And maybe sometimes mentally not pushing enough with the upper body. Right. So, uh, ladies, if you're out there and you're, you're – make sure you really challenge the uh, yeah. those reps and the weight, yes. um, like John mentioned. You want to leave as little reps in the tank as you can and really push uh, – right. To hit, um, to, to really get that, that chest to grow and those shoulders to grow as well. Yes. 
And it just makes you look more impressive. It makes you yeah. look like an athlete. Even with women, like I know that guys, you know, going to have the big broad chest. I understand that look, that visual appeal. But even with women, having a strong chest, it makes you look better in, a, in like a, a, a low neckline shirt or like anything like that. You're, the wrestling gear that I see people wearing, it, you want strong shoulders, strong chest, strong triceps. All that stuff is going to help you set off your look and make you look more like an impressive athlete. So do not neglect your upper body. As a matter of fact, I want you training it more. That not just more than you're doing now, but more than your 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 other your male cohort wrestlers are training. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, take advantage of these these advantages. Yeah. I mean, if you have this in you to be able to recover faster, and you know, as long as everything else is on point, your nutrition and all that good stuff is on point, and you're resting uh, and you're recovered, let's do it again. Let's mm -hmm. go. Let's get better and better and better, constantly growing. So. All right, ladies, I hope that helps you. I hope that really helps you. It's stuff that I've had to work with with many uh, lady wrestlers and just women in general throughout the years. And I, I love talking about it, but hopefully putting it out on the podcast now can get it to further people. So I would love to talk about it. Please head on over to Facebook. Join our private Facebook group. If you have a question, if you're a female wrestler or you know one, yeah, please let us know. We would like to know your struggles inside the gym or your your triumphs and mm -hmm. anything that I can help you with or, or help you with. So, yeah, absolutely. You can talk to me. You can talk to Aaron. You can talk to any guests that we've ever had on this podcast. They're all members of that group and more, all your peers in there. So, guys, head on over to Facebook. Join at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, and we will talk to you there. But until then, guys, thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.